Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're excited to have back with us here in studio here at 429 State, our Kingdom Financial Group Studios, Chris Kinder. Uh, he is the director of the Historic Preservation. Uh, it's the department, right, uh, at, at the city of Erie, Chris? Yeah, so it's uh, the Historic Preservation Program is part of the uh, Department of Planning and Neighborhood Services. So, Terrific. Yeah. And welcome back. Thank you. Uh, it, it, it's an important time because now you've been working like busy bees on the plan. Yeah. And now it's time for public input Absolutely. for the plan, right? Yeah. So that's what brings you. So let's let's get people caught up here. Uh, you were here a few months ago to talk about the plan and, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, and what you're working on. Tell us about the scope again and uh, make those distinctions between commercial and residential properties, all the whole nine yards, if you would. The, the whole thing, right? Uh, yeah, so a few months ago we were here and we talked about um, the grant we had received, which was in 2021, to do a historic preservation plan for the city of Erie, which is the first comprehensive pl- plan of that scope uh, for the city ever. Um, and that will help guide us on how to use historic preservation. And it's not really just about beautifying amazing buildings. It's about really community revitalization, bringing communities together, instilling some community pride, and using some tools that help revitalize these communities in an effective way. And so this plan is going to help guide us. Um, This plan is going to help give us tools, ideas. It's going to take um, uh, successful programs from other cities and and, and that we can incorporate here in Erie uh, and tailor them to what Erie needs. Erie's unique in itself um it's its own special place and Mm. so this plan is going to help guide us to give us ideas help give us uh goals to set um and some some ways to help um achieve those goals and so we're we're pretty excited about about having this plan uh, begin to come to fruition we have an amazing consulting firm out of chicago the lakota group that has done some amazing work Um, they've done plans for cities like albany um, they are currently working on the Texas State Historic Preservation Plan. So these guys are, are really great at what they do and, and do, a, do a create a plan that is readable and engageable to the public. It's not just a dry piece of work. It's something that's engaging. Do you ever get the people that just kind of come up to you and say, well, well why? I sure. mean, why do we need to do this? I mean, because there have been eras mm-hmm. in our town's history, certainly even in the last in my lifetime, where they didn't think about this stuff. They yeah. they got the bulldozers out and yeah. started plowing. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, so we get that all the time, and especially when we talk about neighborhoods where there's not grand architecture, right? Not yeah. every street in, in Erie is West 6th Street. Those are beautiful buildings. They're amazing, and the work that's being done there is, is, is extravagant, and it's wonderful. But there's other parts of town. Most of Erie is working class, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's these historic communities, immigrant communities, um, just beautiful communities where the buildings aren't necessarily as grand, but the communities tell a story. And so often people ask, well, why why focus on those neighborhoods? Because those neighborhoods matter too. Uh, and if you invest a little money, invest a little time, you can revitalize. It's, it's cheaper to save the building often than it is to build a new building. Um, and it creates continuity, creates community pride. Um, are you are you do you do you focus in in the neighborhoods? Do you focus on 
individual homes, or are you focusing on public spaces? How does that all work, Chris? It, it really depends, right? Uh, it depends on the type of building. Um, you know, we talk about West 6th Street. You can point mm-hmm. out a a ton of individual buildings. You could do right. that here on State Street with a number of these commercial buildings, right? Um, in, in communities um, such as Little Italy, you know, it's really not about individual places. It's about the community as a whole and what that community story is and, and how to preserve that and how to revitalize it. But is, is it about gathering? Is it... Uh, it's you, all of it, right? It, okay. It, it's, about, it's about telling stories. It's, yeah. it's about... Um, layering those stories these 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 communities are still vibrant they're still livable sure, yeah. and so it's about creating programs creating ideas creating different types of incentives to encourage community pride again right mm-hmm. um if it's investing a little money on fixing up a porch or replacing a roof uh things like that encouraging people to to look at historic preservation in a way that's that's grassroots um that's something everybody can do anybody who owns a, a, a historic building which is something 50 years or older learning things like uh how to repair a window how to patch a roof you know something you could do on your own that's preservation at 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 the very basic level and everybody who owns one of these historic homes can do preservation work so you actually are getting into the idea of of educating or or you know the whole diy diy thing absolutely yeah what what we eventually want to do is work with some of these community organizations and and host workshops right uh workshops to to how to repair repair a window oftentimes that's one of the biggest complaints right well the windows are too expensive i can't afford to replace a historic window you know what for a very fraction of the cost you can learn to do it yourself yeah um and you have a window that's going to last you another 50 years right instead of replacing it and tearing it out with a window that doesn't necessarily fit the design of that house sure um so it's things like that that we want to do education um, outreach um, just little things that will help people understand what we're trying to do all right, so um, so you're you're, uh, you're identifying these resources. Mm-hmm. Have you done all of your uh, inventory, if you will? <laughs> not yet. That's okay. that's actually our next big project. Okay, so that's not right now. Yeah, yet. yeah. Okay. That's that's we do have. Uh, we were awarded a grant from the Pennsylvania Museum and Historical um, Office um, this year. That's going towards doing a comprehensive survey of the city of Erie, which is identifying every building. It'll look at every building in the city of Erie wow. and identify what's historic, what's not, what are historic communities, what might be eligible for listing on the National Register, what could become potential local historic districts mm-hmm. or local historic landmarks. And so that 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 survey will help other programs as well, and it'll help identify what's what we want to focus on. Yeah, and I would imagine you're going to be using a lot of the 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 database the gis absolutely. kind of stuff right I absolutely mean, yeah absolutely yeah the, the state has done a great job in creating programs that that are gis based mm-hmm. um the city is working on some gis programs and we can incorporate all of that with geographical information services yeah. okay yeah absolutely so people understand what we're talking about yeah i like to i like to whip out those <laughs> acronyms you know but uh, we'll keep keep everybody uh on on the on the bandwagon here so you're preparing a citywide plan, and you're looking to incorporate preservation in future comprehensive planning processes. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if we talked about this last time, but it, it, it begs uh, saying it again. When we when we talk about these big plans that we've done, like mm-hmm. Emerge 2040, and uh, you know, uh, you know, the the Buki plan, and so on, mm-hmm. um, uh, Erie refocused. 
do you do you get a sense that uh, there was enough consideration for historic preservation? Yeah, I think there was. You know, our okay. for, our former planning director Kathy Rosdick did mm-hmm. just a fantastic job of of helping with those plans and and in, and and really going after what those plans, the goals of those plans. And part of that was looking at historic preservation. Erie refocused. Part of that was about how can we use historic preservation. Erie has. <laughs> Erie is mostly historic buildings, right? Right. Most of the neighborhoods in Erie are 50 years old or older, which is technically could be considered historic now. Um, so, yeah, I think part of that, part of Erie refocused, and, and even there's a countywide historic preservation plan that Preservation Erie helped put together, helps identify some things that the city could do. And, and our, our my former boss, the former planning director, did a fantastic job of going after that. Uh, and and really focusing on preservation as one of the many tools in a tool bag that could help revitalize the city. Uh, do you consider uh, green spaces in a plan like that as well, or is that kind of not so much in your purview? It, it can certainly be part of it, right? Um, yeah. There's certainly places in the city where there's a lot of blight. We've lost a lot of buildings. Yeah. So, so what's the, what's the goal then? Is it is it to rebuild like buildings or similar buildings that kind of fit with that character of the neighborhood, or is it to create green spaces? Right. Um, I'm thinking about that meandering yeah. uh, park that I've talked to Kathy Rostick back in the day uh, about. Yeah. You know, you know, a, as they address the blight in the east yeah. side, especially. Yeah, I think I think things like that they're they're, they're on the table, right? Okay. I, I think green space using green space is good. Um, I, I think those things are necessary. Is it always the answer? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that we could incorporate. And I think the plan will, will certainly talk about some of those uses. Is there is there money behind all of this? When I think about, you know, it, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but I, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> random today. You have to, I have to apologize, Chris. <laughs> but I'm thinking about if I were, for example, um, you know, adjacent to either like public park or, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 my mind goes to the garden court, you yeah. know, which is on the, on the West side. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's highly taxed. It's, it's, mm-hmm. they're, they're gorgeous. It's a gorgeous space, mm-hmm. but it, it is, it is uh, quite a responsibility and, yeah. and maybe some would say a burden on those homeowners yeah. to maintain this very unique, I want to say what, almost like an English, Garden, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, something you would see in London, right. uh, uh, not in Erie, PA. Um, I mean, c- can they get help eventually? You think? Yeah. So, uh, yes. I mean, there there's programs available. We we currently are about to make public uh, a grant program that we have through the American Rescue Plan funding. Uh, that is geared specifically toward historic preservation. Oh wow! From um, ARP. From ARP. Wow. That's that's money that that was specifically set aside. We we recently the Historic Review Commission for the city passed or approved the guidelines. That was also approved by the Redevelopment Authority, who's going to oversee the grants. Um, and we'll be making that that press release very soon. So we hope first part of the year we can start accepting applications. Um, you know, it, it may not necessarily focus on green spaces such as Garden Court, but it's it's specifically more for exterior projects, so things that are viewable from a public right away. So, fifteen thousand dollars to help replace a door or do some window repair, uh, do some window work or, or roof work, things like that that'll that'll help do the save these buildings, uh, preserve yeah. these buildings, um, and, and they're not specifically for National Register 
properties okay. either. We're, we're looking at properties, really buildings over 50 years old. Um, so this is this is going to be accessible to to a lot of people that could really use the yes. help. Yes, absolutely. We, we wanted to make it accessible. We wanted to create a program um, that was accessible to the public that would create more success programs and really honestly kind of selfishly to help us build the program itself. So if we can, you know, offer a carrot, I think yeah. it'll help bring advocates to the table that will help us promote what we're trying to do. And, and, and I hope create a, a more permanent grant program after this, this money's depleted. Chris Kinder is with us. Uh, he is uh, uh, the director of the Historic Preservation Program for the city of Erie. If you have a question, 814-679-1080. Honestly, Chris, I feel like there'd be a lot of folks out there mm-hmm. who, um, you know, who are, are sitting in a, in a historic home. Mm-hmm. Well, most of us have a home that's over 50 years sure. old. And, uh, you know, at least in the, if we live in the city or, you know, the immediate suburbs like uh, yeah. Uh, West same same mm-hmm. boat uh, that the uh, city's in, right, Shane? Uh, so, um, so they're they're interested in, in what what yeah. could be helpful, right? Uh, it's interesting that you talk about windows because I learned how to reglaze windows for my dad. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know the little the little yeah. points and yeah. the, the the stuff and yeah. taking all that out, right? Yeah. Uh, 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 put your headphones on. You got them on already. Let's see if we can grab a phone call. Uh, uh, that uh, the, the, they'll come back here. 814-679-1080. So you're, you're looking for participation yes. now. So now now it's come from we're making this plan. We need to yeah. – what, 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 what are you attempting to do with getting people involved now? So we've already kind of had one round of, of uh, interview sessions, what we term, uh, determined were stakeholder interview sessions. Mm-hmm. So the CODA group came in October. We did an invite. Uh, list for three days, uh, had different group and focus sessions and invited different stakeholders to come, talk about ideas, talk about what they want to focus on. Um, and, and there were a lot of good things that come out of that, right? Um, now we want to reach out to the public. Okay. We, we, want, we want to talk to the public. We want to help give them ideas of what preservation could look like for Erie. We also want to hear from them. We mm-hmm. want to hear about what their concerns are. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about what historic preservation could look like. Um, we want to help address those concerns. We want to hear their ideas. Um, and these meetings that we have coming up are going to be a, a great way to do that. Well, uh, uh, so what what's the format of the meetings and, and, and how do people get plugged in on that? Sure. So the, the format of the meetings are going to be fairly interactive. Um, we'll do a short little presentation at the beginning. There'll be probably an hour, hour and a half long, the meeting itself. Uh, we'll do a short introduction. The mayor's going to be there to, to, to make a little introduction. Um, and then the Lakota group has set up, um, I'm wanting to say, 12 to 13 exhibits of what preservation could look like in Erie, ideas, oh, questions, wow. goals. Some of them are going to be very interactive. Um, and so it's just an opportunity for the public to come. It's not going to be just to sit and listen to us talk. It's yeah. really about creating opportunity for the public to be engaged, to, to offer support, ask questions, ideas, whatever they want to do. Let's, let's put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Like, what, what do you think uh, that would look like? I mean, I mean are we ta- when you say an interactive experience, what would that look like? Yeah, know? so it's th- these different stations, these different exhibits will offer, uh, they'll, they'll focus on different areas. So we would, they may focus on commercial real estate. They okay. may focus on some of the industrial buildings we have, focus on community revitalization. Uh, there's just a, a number of different topics that we'll discuss, um, and there'll be questions that'll pose. Uh, one of the interactive activities is 
kind of, um, I don't remember what they called it, the title, but it's basically you're going to be given coins, and you're going to be putting your money, taking those coins, and putting <laughs> your money where you want to see preservation work. Um, and so that gives the Lakota group and myself ideas on what people want to focus on. So what are they taking these little symbolic coins and, sure. and putting it on, say, preserving a historic school building or preserving State Street? Or, or, you know, Little Italy, you know, it helps us get an idea of what people want to focus on. Uh, you, you know, one of the things that we talk about here, uh, even we had a commercial conversation with our, our friend uh, Chuck Peters uh, just a couple oh, yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And we were talking about how the early adopters of some of the, the downtown revitalization, you know, we, we mentioned folks like Steve McGarvey and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, you know, made major investments in level place and, and, yeah. uh, and, and so on and, and juniors, which yeah. is now Keller's right. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, somebody, somebody finds a spark, somebody, yeah. somebody has a vision for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, my brother, Alan was involved with a group that, uh, Kitty Corner from us right here, yeah. uh, you know, the, the old Starbucks and, and currently Molly's. You have to start, you have yeah. to acquire, and then you yeah. have to make the big bets. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there's 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 pockets of, of great preservation success stories throughout here. You talk about Level Place. You yeah. talk about, you know, Molly Brannigan's and, yeah. and, and, and uh, even the food hall here. Those are great success stories. Uh, and, and there are pockets of that throughout the city. Um, but what you're saying is basically – we could take that kind of success yeah. and that kind of attention to, uh, you know, to preservation and attention to detail yeah. and put it into the neighborhoods where people Absolutely. are living. Absolutely. And there are success stories across the country where that has happened, right? Um, Buffalo is a great example of, of how that works. Um, my own community of Cape Girardeau, Missouri, mm. very much a similar story. It's a smaller version of Erie. Um, is that right on the river? Right on, on the, the river. On the, right, on, right on the Mississippi. And it's a great preservation success story. And we could implement some of the things there and do them in Erie. Um, it's just about bringing people together, all these people who have done these success stories, created these these great um, preservation successes, mm -hmm. and bringing them all together, coming together, talking about it, and coming up with plans, agendas, setting goals. Beyond um, the ARP, are there other dollars that – could be generated or grants potentially. We, we're we're hoping to to create a permanent grant program of some kind. We're, we're we'll be in talks with with individuals and stakeholders who could potentially fund or endow those those types okay. of grants. We do have access to other grants through the State Historic Preservation Office because of our certified local government status. Um, there we can certainly we're going to start talking a lot more about tax credits okay. um, and things like that. So there, there's a lot of potential incentives that we could tap into um, right now. It's just coming up with the goals, the plans, the ideas as to how to approach it and how to use those funds. And that's what you're hoping that by participating in these focus yes. groups, you could really get a body yes. of, of feedback. I Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. That's the goal. Um, and so these meetings are going to be quite important. Uh, and there will be other public meetings, especially after they start. Um, they're going to draft a, a kind of a state of the city on historic preservation. The Lakota group is. Oh, that will wow. come early next year, kind of looking at what preservation looks like in Erie now, um, what the, the policies are, what the program looks like, and how it can improve. And that will be kind of the foundation layer for the for the plan. And then there will be meetings after that. What's, what's the 
what's the scope of the plan? Is it five years? Because you know, I could I could hear a lot of pushback coming back at you guys saying, yeah. "Hey, look, have you have you priced a two by four lately?" <laughs> right? We we've had that discussion lately, which is really I think perfect timing for historic preservation, yeah. right? Because uh, somebody I was I was talking to the other day mentioned the price of of lumber now, right? Yeah. But when you demolish a house, you're demolishing all this lumber that could still be used. When so really, you could take that 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 historic stock, put a little effort, put a little money into it, maybe uh, recycle and it, recycle yeah. it, right? Yeah. Chris, I want to get to the brass tacks mm-hmm. of this um, of this group, these groups that you're trying to put together here. First off, it's right after the holidays that you're that you're going to attempt to do this. Or? Actually, these meetings they're are, actually coming up. Yeah, they're they? next week. They're Monday and wow. Tuesday, coming Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So, we so have, how do we how do we get involved? What do we need to do? Sure. Well, first, uh, the Lakota Group has created a a website for our preservation plan, and that's where you can actually go to that website and you could can, can submit your own ideas, questions, concerns. It's eriepreservationplan.com. Pretty easily to use site. It talks about what the plan is, uh, what we're trying to do with the plan. Talks about who the Lakota Group is. Um, and so, and that will be the place you can also go and review documents as they come in, as the plan is being developed. Um, and then the next step is these meetings coming up Monday and Tuesday. We have three. Uh, we have one on the 12th at 7 p.m. at New Life and Spirit Revival Center on, I think it's 315 East 9th Street. Um, we have, uh, on the 13th, we have a meeting at 1 p.m. at PACA, 1505 State Street. Um, and then we have one at 7 p.m. that night as well on the 13th at the Cathedral of St. Paul on 6th Street. Amazing. And so um, there's going to be focus groups, workshops, open houses. Yes. What would, what would that look like? You're actually going to go visit some places or hopefully. or at least like a video open house kind of thing? Yeah, hopefully we, we do that. It won't be happen this time for okay, sure. Okay, gotcha. But, but, but we're, we've talked about doing some walking tours. We've talked about doing different things where, where we can go into the communities and, and host events um, and do workshops, do open houses. Um, I, I think it's a great way to showcase what the city has. And, and uh, there's a info sheet that you can download mm-hmm. uh, that talks about the project overview and, uh, and, and who's all involved in this. This thing got started literally just in the last several weeks, right, as far yeah. as the project start. And yeah. then... Uh, Again, the plan is, uh, I mean, you really have a short timeline, if you ask yeah, me. About a year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and uh, these meetings are important, um, but once these meetings happen, I mean, early next year, they'll start drafting documents. They'll start drafting a plan, and a lot of it is pulling together ideas that have been successful in other places right. and tailoring it to what Erie wants and what Erie needs. Um, and so it is a short timeline. We really hope to have final approval by city council, ad- adoption of the plan, hopefully by late summer of next year. Diversity is not an enemy for historic preservation, right? It has been historically, but but that's changing. Um, we're really part of our plan is really to focus on underrepresented communities. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, and I also mean in like in like what buildings look like yeah. too yeah absolutely i, I mean it, it used to be that um that unless everything on a block yeah. looked the same it was a problem yeah. but you but we could there is some creativity involved yeah, in this absolutely uh, you know my mentor in, in college often said that historic preservation successes don't often happen because there's a lack of, of, of imagination 
right? And so a lot of the times people don't approach historic preservation because they don't know what to do with it, all right? They're focused on the grand buildings or, or beautiful neighborhoods, but there's so many things that you could do. It's, it's really the possibilities are endless when it comes to historic preservation and what you can do and what you can focus on. Function is, is I would think, important. We talk about, like, um, you know, is this a walkable space? Is yeah. it a multimodal space? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, those are those are things we want to focus on, too, because we want to we want to make a neighborhood vital. We want to make it all of the above. We want to make it walkable. We want to make it livable. We want to make it um, just enjoyable. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so part of that is is creating ideas and incentives that help promote good landscaping, mm. uh, good, uh, good um Good projects instead of you know cladding a building with vinyl siding and then taking away all these historic characters. Well, let's focus on on keeping those yeah. uh, and keeping the, the the neighborhood vital and and beautiful. How about uh, impact on children and families? I'm thinking about again. You talked about this idea of a community revitalization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so some of the things we want to do um, is is not just focus on buildings, but help tell stories. So some of the things we're, we're talking about is creating programs that create markers that are interactive. Um, so having a sign on a building that has a QR code and you scan that QR code and you hear somebody's grandmother talk about an event that happened at that place or you, you see a picture of, of, of that building oh, historically. Wow. And, and we especially like the idea of using that in neighborhoods like Jerusalem, New Jerusalem neighborhood mm -hmm. where it's a historically African-American neighborhood, but the buildings are gone. But the stories are still there. Right, right. right. Um, so let's create some, some programs where the buildings are gone, they're non-existent, but you can still create some community pride and tell those stories. Wow. And in, in, in the midst of all of this, there's the reality of right-sizing. I mean, there, it's, it's interesting that the city is having this historic mm -hmm. preservation plan and program because, you know, we, we were different 60 yeah. years ago. We were different uh, a different look yeah. and a different... Uh, you know, we were sized for a different population. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's part of the question, right? What do you do with this overstock of, of housing, right? Yeah. We have a large housing stock, so many vacant properties. So part of this plan is going to focus on that's one of the, when we had the stakeholder interview sessions a couple mm. months ago, that was one of the big, big topics, right? What do we do with all these buildings, this overstock of, of housing? Yeah. That, you know, I don't have the answers right now. Hopefully the, the plan addresses and comes up with some ideas. I suspect it will because there's other cities who have who've experienced the same thing. It's so interesting to me, Chris, because yeah, I hear you say that we have an overstock of, of housing, and I absolutely agree. And then I see how rents yeah. are, are extreme and yeah. we're becoming un, uh, not affordable. Yeah. Yeah. As a community, which was literally our number one. I mean, again, compared to Pittsburgh or compared to yeah. D.C., we're certainly affordable. Right. But the the idea that, you know, people that are living on a 15 bucks an hour or whatever, yeah. and they're paying eight fifty nine hundred for a two bedroom. Yeah. It's expensive out there. Yeah. For rent. Absolutely. And, and those are those are some of the other questions. Right. I mean, Erie has the has a large renter occupancy rate. Right. So, so how does preservation work in a city where it's, I guess, primarily even renter occupied, right? Yeah. So, we have to create policies. We have to create incentives, and this is going to be part of the plan too. How do we create those policies? What 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 policies are needed? How can we implement them? What kind of incentives can we use to address some of these issues, especially with with building owners who don't even reside in Erie. They're, right. they're out of state. They're out of town. And they don't, often don't really care about how their buildings fall apart. 
Mm. So can we create policies and incentives that help keep these buildings up to code, uh, up to uh, make them healthy, keep them healthy, places to live? And gentrification. Um, it's it's interesting in talking to you because, you know, when I when you know when my brain originally goes to historic preservation, I think about what Captain Hagen is doing yeah. on Sixth Street, and yeah. you know what what EDDC is doing down here, yeah. and, and the other players. But really, you you guys have the heavy lift yeah. of saying, you know what, the, the whole city limits from Bird to yeah. Pittsburgh and from the Bayfront to Grandview yeah. is our purview, and yeah. you're trying to enter into that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not an easy conversation, right? Because a lot of people just, that, that's what they go to. They go to the grand place, which are beautiful. And I'm so glad we oh have gosh. them. And, 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 and Tom Hagen is doing, <laughs> not, no, very few cities, very few places have somebody that is investing on that level. That's just unheard of in most places, right? Right, yeah. Um, and, but that's, that's not, we can't do that throughout the city. So we right. have to look at these other ways. We have to look at, at how we can revitalize and readapt historic buildings. We have such a great variety of industrial buildings, and and there are great success stories about how to readapt those to mixed-use type buildings that are successful and, and vital to the community. When you say mixed-use, are you talking about um, like like actual industry, or what, what are yeah, we saying? Well, they could be industry, but they could also, you know, I recently heard a story in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, where they took the former um, the Camel Factory, Camel Cigarettes, and they okay. took this factory and converted it into uh, a medical facility where they're researching and studying cancer. You know, oh that's, my, a, that's, that's on a that's large a, scale, right? Yes. Chances are we're not going to do that in yeah. but we could do something like Level Place, right? That's right. a success story where Absolutely. you take this beautiful building that had one purpose and you readapt it for something completely different. That's office space, that's living space, that's schools, you know, all of the above, just a, a good mixed-use type of a building. So really the possibilities are endless if you have the imagination to do it. There's no doubt about it. I, I, I love what uh, Pete Saffris did with the old general tire makes makes it into, <laughs> you know, into the senior uh, living folks that yeah. life. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, good thinking there. So much we could do. You know, one of my favorite projects is is seeing historic schools mm. uh, readapted and rehabilitated to be used as senior low income living facilities. You still have the character of the school. Um so are, there isn't Silver. Burton on the chopping block, or are we trying to save Burton or something? You know, there's a lot of conversations about Burton. Um, yeah. I don't know what will come of that. I, okay. I think that would be a great location for a low-income facility, you know, a low-income senior housing facility. Uh, it could be a mixed-use type building. Um, who knows what it could be? Really? Well, I mean, look Anything. at what uh, what uh, ECAT has done, Erie yeah. Center oh, for Arts goodness. and Technology, yes. yeah. taking the Wayne School, and that is amazing. It's an amazing building, and knows that that's, again, another one of the success stories, right? So... so What's cool about the moment that we're living in right now, Chris, and, and again, uh, Chris Kinder is with us from the Historic uh, Preservation Program with the city. What's cool about this moment is that we're actually thinking, yeah. whereas, I hate to say it, but 50, 60 years ago, yeah. we got the bulldozers out, we you did. know, with the Transitway Mall yeah. and, and so many, I still, uh, you know, get catch myself to think that we lost the Hotel Lawrence, yep. you know, and and some of the other great yeah. uh, the great assets. Um, I gotta ask you though, like 
I live in the Fifth Ward, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of post-war cookie-cutter, yeah. one- and two-story uh, Cape Cods yeah. or what have you. They they don't – there's not a lot of character there. No. So what do you – do when you're trying to make a, a sense of place, what would you – how would you guys approach something like – what we see in the fifth and sixth wards, you know, the yeah. the newer parts of the of, of the city. Yeah, so those are the conversations we're starting to have, right? About why these types of communities are important. They tell a whole story about the post-war boom, right? Mm-hmm. They are the baby boom communities, right? Yeah, um, they're they're our versions of Levittown, right? These little communities that they are cookie cutter, but they tell a whole story about that post-war economic boom. They may not have the characteristics of some of these other grand places, but collectively they tell a story that's an important of how Erie developed and evolved and that those stories are still being told. Wow. Okay. So, so the idea is uh, let's let the people there yeah. kind of have us, have a, a, a self uh, actualization or self, uh, uh, you know, where they're yeah. they're going themselves. Yeah, because oftentimes these communities like that, the stories aren't told, right? When they yeah. buy a house, you don't yeah. really know the story of the history. Well, it was built in 1949. I mean, I know about my house. It was built in 1950. Right. It was well built uh, and well maintained. Right. And we were very blessed and fortunate yeah. to get this house exactly and those are the stories right and so let's look at let's look at the the developers who built them let's look at the stories of why they were built and how they were built who they were built for um and and we start telling those stories mm-hmm. um and and people see that their communities no matter how small their houses really do matter all right be- before i let you go let's go back to the these uh particular engagement opportunities yes. uh, and they're starting on the 12th and 13th yes um, do you need to register at all? You do not. Doors are open. Um, again, 7 p.m., New Life and Revival Center, 315 East 9th Street on the 12th, 7 o'clock. Uh, 1 p.m. at PACA, 1505 State Street. Um, and then at Cathedral St. Paul at 7 p.m. on the 13th uh, on West 6th Street. And expand your mind. This Again, this is not about just 6th Street or yeah. State Street. This is about all of Erie City yeah. and and how we can be, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love these neighborhoods. I, I think I about, too. I think about, you know, north of the, of yeah. St. Vincent's, you know, that all, I, I can't remember what they call that, but where all the doctors yeah. used to live yeah. and these beautiful mansions and yeah. some of them are in disrepair. Yeah. Some of them, uh, are amazing. And, uh, you know, you have these pockets throughout the community, yeah, absolutely. you know, federal Hill federal and Hill, all yeah. that funky, <laughs> you know that yeah. all the, all the, where all the hippies hang. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> right. It's. I mean, it's 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 what gives our community character. It does. It really does. And and those stories build upon other stories, right? And, and so it's about using these buildings and making these places vital to the community again. And they can be. Every building in Erie can still be vital to the community. Well, I'm going to make sure that we have this link on our on our Facebook page, Erie Preservation Plan. Dot com, EriePreservationPlan.com. That's where you want to find it. Yeah. Chris Kinder from the City of Erie Historic Preservation. I wish you well. I feel like the next several months are going to be, you know, uh, a sprint, not so much a yeah. marathon. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep up. <laughs> exactly right. Thanks for taking the time and sharing. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to be here. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>